I have a couple hallucinations at night that keep me awake at night. And um, one of them is like this, this creature. I don't know what the fuck it is. <laughs> okay. Hi, I'm Nashi. I'm a tattoo artist at Nasty Tattoos and a fighter at Strike Fitness and a mental health advocate. And this is Happy Dagger, bro. So don't know how to fucking start shit yet, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> Friday the 13th is one of those times in everything in tattoo shops that it feels like a little mini holiday for, for customers it's like a little holiday for us it's like here's a here's like you know 20 people who all want a tattoo is all at once get back to them and it's like oh shit wait a minute I just got back to the last few people on the list the other day and um it's really cool though and kind of I wonder if that whole kind of Friday the 13th I know I've never actually looked up the history for the Friday the 13th special kind of shit and everything like that in tattoo shops but you see like you know lucky lucky you know 13 tattoo or whatever like that these shops all have that kind of um aesthetic to them the whole unlucky lucky kind of you know black cats and dice kind of tattoo aesthetic to it and I kind of want to learn a bit more about that because it's interesting but um, did some really cool tattoos. I did some, you know, some color pieces and stuff like that um, as part of the whole tattoo special. But of course, you know, it doesn't fall in that whole special range, but whatever. But um, I did I did those. And then I had a, I've had my basically my whole week and everything to just be busy as hell. Yesterday, we did a couple really cool tattoos. We did um, this like sugar skull piece with these, this red and this, this blue and this red flower and then a sparrow in it. And it's on the back of the forearm. And it took a lot longer than I thought, but sugar skulls are like one of the cool, like one of my favorite things to do because it's skull for one, but also because you can do a lot with it. You know, you can customize a sugar skull a bunch of different ways. And it it's one of those tattoos that it's like, okay, cool. I look forward to this one. You know, I'm excited for this one because it's something I can always work with. I can do something that's, you know, a very customized piece, you know, for it. A rose is a rose regardless, you know. I can't, you know, put this, you know, this, you know, swirly colorful thing over here on this rose. Well, I guess I can, yeah. But, I mean, the actual rose itself, I could do stuff behind it, but it's not really the same as a sugar skull where you can decorate it and customize it to whatever this person wants to, you know, put that kind of energy into it. Like we put diamonds in the eyes of the skull we did yesterday instead of, you know, flowers or instead of leaving it open, you know. We went ahead and put diamonds in it and thought it turned out really cool. And um, the dude is pretty cool and everything like that. He wants to schedule another appointment, and that tattoo is really fun. And let me think what other tattoos I've done this week. I can't really think of other tattoos I've done this week because there have been a bunch of like smaller ones and so they don't really stand out in my head. But they're still they're still worth something. So I did find another new piercing yesterday though and everything that was really cool. And it's called the Mantis Piercing. And the Mantis Piercing, it's like one of these weird nose piercings that you find. It goes through the tip of the nose here and here. And it just kind of, it's supposed to look like, I guess, like praying mantis eyes coming out of the tip of the nose. <laughs> I don't know why it's called a mantis piercing, but I know it's like a praying mantis. But um, it goes through the cartilage on the very tip of the nose and everything. You have it kind of angled out like that. And you just use a couple of, you know, flat back piercings to go through it. And it looks really cool, but it looks like it fucking hurts. And I can't, you know, figure out how you could, you know go ahead and place it in there or because I saw the video I saw the person doing it they were going through the through the guide tube on the inside of the nose and would go down like that which I think it makes sense actually thinking about it but it was a bent guide tube and so it's kind of a bit weird you know but whatever you know whatever works 
And um, it's one of those weird nose piercings I really want to try, along with like the septural piercing like that, where it goes to the bottom of the nose down here. And you need like a gauged out septum and stuff, you know. I've done the rhino piercing, which is through the very tip of the nose up here. And that one's a really cool one, too. But at the same time, I can't help but feel like, you know, it might make your eyes, you know, really all watery going through the very tip of the cartilage like that. And it's a lot of fucking tissue, too. So that one I had to freehand um, when I did it. And it, it was still really cool piercing. I'm happy with it. But um, I want to do more of those kind of weirder ones. I saw one that's like the mandible piercing where it goes through the um, bottom of the jaw, through the inside of the mouth. And apparently it just doesn't heal because that's a lot of fucking tissue. And you need to use like a 10-gauge needle to get through it. And for anybody who doesn't know about the gauges on needles, the smaller the number, the bigger the needle. It's kind of like the... Um, yeah, it's like the same as jewelry, you know, the, the body jewelry. And so my my 14 gauge is going to be small. It's going to be bigger. No, it's going to be smaller than my 10 gauge. And the 10 gauge is fucking the thick ass fucking needle to go through because you have a lot of tissue and it expands and swells and everything like that. And you need to have like a really long barbell to accommodate for that. But the mandible piercing is one of those ones where I thought it was like a one, you know, one time kind of thing. Yet somebody who, you know, got on a fucking a wild ride and decided, you know what, I'm going to pierce through my fucking jaw. And they're like, they done it. But no, apparently other people get it done, too. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with people? Because it's a really cool idea. But the idea as a piercer, that sounds absolutely fucking terrifying for me and everything. To fucking, you know, go through and go say, hey, I want my mandible done. And it's like you have to go through an entire jaw into like muscle tissue, into like the neck and everything. And if you get too close to the teeth, apparently it hits a nerve and it makes the whole like bottom row of teeth and everything like that go like all cold and shit. And I'm like, that's such a weird thought because you wouldn't think about a little um, a nerve being down here and everything like that that make your whole teeth go cold. And I saw a video of this um, guy on YouTube and everything. He's um, a newer piercer that I found. Not, he's not new to piercing, but he's a new channel I found and everything like that that I want to check out more. But he goes over the um, different kinds of piercings, the pros, the cons, the healing on it and everything like that. I just kind of wish he also showed the procedure because sometimes I get really curious about how the fuck would you even do this, you know? And so I need to go kind of digging around the internet to find it. Either that or fucking think like, okay, well, wing it, you know? Because um, it's that way sometimes with certain piercings, especially the really weird ones. So, but um, the whole tattoo and piercing thing is going well right now. We've been really fucking busy and really appreciate people coming in and shit. And just kind of kind of keep on top of it. So that's the whole thing with tattoo shop. Hey. And then other than that and everything, we've been, the whole gym shit's been so busy as hell, man. It's been really cool, though. There's been a lot that's been on. And we went to Florida and Florida for a tournament, and it was an amateur tournament. And it's the first time I've ever been in a fucking plane, and it was terrifying as hell, but it was really cool. I thought, like, okay, well, fuck it. If I die up here, I die up here. And uh, But the whole trip was really cool, and I really, really like Florida. It felt like a good learning experience as far as, you know, because I lost that one. It's all good, though. But um, I felt like a really good learning experience on the whole mental part of fighting because it's felt, felt like since about Reno to about now, it's all just been progress as far as, you know, figuring out, okay, what color does my head need to be in to make it so I can do what I need to do? You know, how do I get there? You know, how do I stay there? How do I get ready for the fight and everything? You know, it's a certain color in my head that I need to find in order to get there. And it's kind of like a... Um, like I'm a, like a, it's called Dusty Rose in Tattoo Ink. It's called Dusty Rose. It's about right here on in my face that I could feel it, the color on it. And um, it's just kind of like Florida, I feel like it was a really good experience of getting that hole down and getting, you know, a better idea about how to get back to that color. 
And so that was Florida. And then after that, we I had I was supposed to fight again in Milpitas, but that fight got pulled, which, you know, sucks. But, you know, whatever. It got pulled because she was um, over the weight limit and everything. Because I think there was, there was like a five pound like allowance or whatever like that. But um, she got over it. And so I didn't fight that day. And that's, you know, it is what it is. It's all good. Then after that, though, after that was the MMA debut. And the MMA debut was really, really fun. And it was great. And, um, yeah, there's a lot I need to work on still. But it was probably the most comfortable I've felt at all in like any ring or the cage is amazing I love the idea of the fucking cage because it feels like um like they're trapped in here with me like I don't know if anybody's fucking seen you know was it Wally's Wonderland I think with Nicolas Cage it felt like that kind of like you know they're like he's he's not trapped in there with them they're trapped in there with him and you just fucking get to just go at it and it's really fun so um the energy is completely different. The energy is completely dim- different. I feel like, in, at least my energy, in MMA versus Muay Thai. Muay Thai, I tend to feel like I think a bit too much while I'm in there. I think too much, and I feel like I don't relax. You know, I don't have as much fun as I could be having. You know, but I feel like just because I'm focusing so much on the technical things, like what I need to do, what I should be doing, or I'm just not fucking thinking at all. I'm not even thinking at all, and I'm just kind of going on muscle memory. And then I let people out of the fucking corner, and I don't keep them on the fucking ropes, and I let them go and shit. And it's kind of like, you know, I feel like I do like a lot of that in Muay Thai. I still do that. I still think I do that in MMA, but MMA, I feel much more comfortable. (laughs) I feel more comfortable there, and I want to learn more. So that's been like it was back to back like every two weeks I was fucking doing a, a fight and everything like that and it was fucking just exhausting as shit was it every two weeks it was some shit like that it was every like every two or three weeks and everything like that that we were you know fighting and it was exhausting and now I have a bit of a break period until about October and so I'm really happy about that because I fucked up my finger I don't know how the fuck I fucked it up but I did and uh, a bit of time to I guess I want to focus more on the podcast. I want to focus more on um, the business I'm starting with coach and everything like that. I want to focus more on artwork to get more shit out there and kind of really kind of use this time in training to get better at what I need to work on from previous fights. You know what I mean? So um, that's kind of my main goal on it. And like I said, it's just mainly, I guess, figuring out the whole mental side of that because fighting is like so much more mental than I ever thought it was. And it's been a whole fuck ton of experience to try to just get, you know, to that point where you feel comfortable with it and just trying to accept that, you know, okay, this is how my head's doing today. This is what, you know, I'm going to do. I hate fucking doing the weight cut, but I got to do the weight cut anyway. And so trying to get through that mentally and shit. But um, that makes me think a lot more about, a lot more about mental health and everything. So that's another thing I wanted to talk about was whole, the whole um, mental health part of my day and everything like that because there's there's good days and there's bad days and um I feel like I'm going really fucking fast (laughs) I feel like I'm going fast and I'm not really uh taking the time to very much explain but that's okay um anyway I'll focus a bit more on the mental health part and everything because I know that like I know that keeping things and it's part of a routine and everything contributes to positive or negative mental health effects and everything and I feel like for me personally and everything like that keeping I want to record more and post more with the whole podcast thing because I feel like for me it is good for mental health and everything it's a good kind of record and everything of where I'm at the moment and how things are progressing or how things are regressing stuff like that and um 
I think just it's really interesting to think about. Last night we watched a video about this mom in Earth who has schizophrenia and she, you know, is going through, she was going through all this kind of, you know, points in her mental health where, you know, she would, you know, go, go back to the hospital or, you know, she would, you know, get put on this medication and everything like that. And she um, was having to learn how to handle it. But then she had a son and she got really kind of, you know, she kind of, you know, buckled down on her mental health and got a medication. And she has her son as like a grounding almost, you know. What I mean by that is that, you know, on those days where she's feeling a lot of the negative effects of it and everything like that, where she is having trouble just getting out of bed, her son is there to make sure, you know, hey, you know, you you still need to get out of bed. You're not only dependable for yourself right now, you need to be there for him too. And so I thought that was really cool, and I thought that was really interesting. And she, she, and she brought up some uh, things that really got me thinking. Like I didn't think fucking think shadow people were a hallucination, but apparently they they are, or at least they could be. You know, I guess it's kind of like the um, the idea of like certain monsters or certain creatures and everything like that being hallucinations. Like they could be there, but at the same time they also cannot be. So, but she had mentioned that shadow people, I think, were one of her hallucinations. And I know I've seen them too, and I never could tell. I thought they were just like ghosts, like actual fucking things there and everything. But apparently, they could be hallucinations too. And then this threw me through a fucking loop. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I thought I was good here. Now this is now this thing here is not real either. And so that kind of got me got me thinking about you know. I wonder if like cryptids and shit like that, if they were ever like if they started out as hallucination or like, you know, people who did like shrooms and shit like that or other kinds of um, substances and everything, alcohol or whatever like that. If they ever just saw a creature and like fucking, I don't know, a, a, a Bigfoot and everything and they're like, bro, you got to check this shit out and everything like that. And so everybody's been looking for this thing that doesn't actually exist in the world because it was just like a hallucination, a drunken hallucination or a drug-fueled hallucination or a mental health-fueled hallucination of some person, you know, who just said they saw something, which would be really kind of interesting, but at the same time kind of sad because I like to believe the cryptids are real. So it'd be kind of like, eh, you know what I mean? But, um... That whole video got me thinking a lot and everything. She said something about, like, you know, being able to go to sleep at night without hearing voices, without, you know, hearing things yelling at her and everything. And I'm like, it it, it must be nice. It must be nice to have that experience of, like, I hear, I have a couple hallucinations at night that keep me awake at night. And um, one of them is, like, this, this creature, I don't know what the fuck it is. <laughs> this thing at the foot of the bed or the side of the bed where it is it has no legs it's grayish it's like a cadaver like thing with the hands up here I'm sure I've talked about it before but um the man beside the bed he whistles he whistles at night and everything but it's only in my room that he whistles and so it's like if I spend the night somewhere else he's not there he's only in my room at night where he whistles like that and then I hear things all the time as I'm falling asleep, things like crashes, bangs, pops, um, chains, music boxes, just this miscellaneous sounds that um, end up waking me up out of that kind of, you know, drifting off to sleep kind of thing <laughs> or keep me awake because it's like, oh, wait, I heard this knocking at my door. And then I go up and I check it. Nobody's there. It's like, OK. And then I go back 10 minutes later. It's still knocking, you know. And it must be nice to not have to deal with that as you're falling asleep, you know. Because it's like, one of the really, really distracting, kind of scary things that, you know, you have to deal with, I guess, 
if you, at least you, at least if you have that hallucination, you know, something you have to kind of deal with is that thought this, if this knocking at my door is real and I answer the door, am I prepared to see what's on the other side of it? Or it's like, if I decided I'd play one of those fucking, you know, scary ass fucking, you know, uh, games, those horror game things and everything like that, where it's like, what was it called? There was one of them. Where it's like this kid and everything like that, where he's like, what you're, what you're supposed to do is like, you know, cut open the doll, you know, fill it with rice, sew it up with like a red string, or whatever like that. And so, oh, it's like a hide and seek kind of thing. It's like a hide and seek game you play with the doll that you make and everything. That it's like it runs around at like, you know, 12 o'clock, 3 o'clock at night. And, you know, you're supposed to hide from it, otherwise it'll kill you kind of thing. I wonder if I played that, if I'd have that fucking hallucination or if it would come back like that. Maybe not that same night, but if it would happen like a couple nights later, if it would really be a hallucination or if it would be the doll, I wouldn't be able to fucking tell, you know. But I don't think a doll would be able to do much, you know. Annabelle maybe, yeah, but an actual like little like doll doll, like with a little like fingerless hands, I wouldn't be able to hang on to shit. So that's at least a weird thought, I guess. But um, those games are fucking like the elevator game. I'm thinking about that, too. I think I've seen the elevator game in a couple movies, actually, where it's like people, they go up the 13 floors and they come back down and they meet a lady there and they fucking got to, you know, just, you know, ignore her as she gets off. Or if you get off with her, you're in a parallel universe. And now you can never get back to your own. And it's so, like, I wonder how much of that is actually like true and how much of it's not. You know what I mean? But like. I don't know if anybody's like ever played that. I'm going to try it though at some point, but I'm kind of scared what would happen after. Because if it is like a parallel universe kind of shit and everything, I don't know how the fuck to get back. I don't, but I, I, I would, I'd probably end up losing the instruction sheet on how to get back and be like, oh, fuck, now what? Or like, have you guys seen the, um, like the stairway in the middle of the fucking nowhere, like in the fucking middle of the forest, where it's like they say if you find one in the middle of the forest, you climb up it and everything, you either find some kind of, you know, different universe, different world or whatever like that, or you fucking, you just die if you see that staircase. I want to meet somebody who's actually climbed up that staircase in the middle of the fucking woods and like seeing what's on the other side of it. But apparently that's one of the reasons why people go fuck, like, fucking missing and shit and everything in the, in like the big fucking, you know, wooded areas. But it's like, I don't know if that's really true. I'm sure it's probably because of cannibals or something. I'm pretty sure that feels like more logical than a mysterious staircase just showing up, you know. But it'd be a cool story. That should be really fucking cool, though, to include. Ooh, that'd be cool to include in the comic book, too, in some way. I have no fucking clue about, like, the uh, landscape, though, for my comic book, though. I have no fucking clue. I just know that the main city takes place in a place like L.A. So, um... I guess be thinking about the comic book. I guess be thinking about my comic book though, and trying to work on that. I'm actually writing it out a bit more too because I've gone back and changed a few details and everything, and it's a lot fucking harder than I thought it was going to be. And I don't have any fucking time to do it. And just like I get to be like a perfectionist, I'm like, you know what? No, fuck it, scrap it, let's do it all over again. And then just nothing ends up happening. I end up just working on you know these small like little pieces and projects I do just for like small studies like oh you know we're practicing line weight here we're practicing lighting here we're practicing you know how to get more mo fluid motion in like these characters and stuff and I feel like it's how do I get back here oh yeah duh, from the fucking forest shit <laughs> but um I actually got to sit down and do some studies on things like forests or you know how to do landscapes trees stuff like that because it makes it so, like, part of what trips me up a lot while, while I'm drawing, like, the comic book and stuff is not knowing how to draw things like cityscape 
or how to draw um, big crowds and stuff without, you know, getting too lost in the details. And so instead of just drawing, you know, this basic fucking, you know, tree thing, I fucking sit there drawing every fucking leaf on the fucking tree and color every fucking leaf. And it takes me fucking forever. And then I get kind of really bored. And I'm like, you know what? I don't need this tree anymore. Let's fuck it. Let's put it somewhere, something else. And uh, it just takes too much fucking time. But art studies are a great, great tool. And I'm learning... um, how often do you practice, though? I do practice. I'm working on a fucking picture right now. Practice, yeah. I do practice and everything. It's just a matter of when I get the free time because, obviously, I have a job. And so <laughs> and then I have the gym and shit. And, and then there's other little hobbies and things I got to do. got to fucking do laundry. And so it's kind of like, where the fuck do you have time to actually sit down and practice certain things? And it's like, I know I got to fucking learn how to. There's so much I got to learn how to draw. And it's never going to stop, so it's good. Because it's artwork. I always, that's one of the things I love about art is that there's always more to learn. But at the same time, it's annoying as shit that I don't know how to fucking draw, you know, a fucking pine tree on my own fucking, you know, accord and shit, you know. And it's, it's one of those things that I'm working on. So I got to learn how to draw hair. And um, there's no shame at all in using tutorials or in using references or even drawing on top of something. As long as you're not trying to make a profit off of it or anything as long as you're only using it for your own educational purposes, there's nothing wrong with, you know, drawing on top of something else. You know, there's a lot of, um, forgot what it was called. It was like a master's study, I think is what it's called, is when you paint um, a pre- uh, already existing image. Like I've seen that done with like Mona Lisa people and everything like that. They go through and they paint the Mona Lisa to learn what the masters and everything have already, you know, learn and put on display and shit because that's the only way you fucking learn you know the only way you learn is by looking and watching what's already been made and what's already been you know put out there for you and of course experimenting and shit but if you're trying if I'm trying to learn how to draw realism it's not going to help me to try to fucking wing it I got to learn how, how to look at certain things and copy exactly what I see and I feel like that's what's part of really hard about realism for me is that I don't trust what I see at all and um so it's just kind of like, now what? I think that's why I like to do things like monsters and creatures and stuff like that. It's because, like, nobody can tell me, oh, that's not how you draw this. That's not how you draw that, you know, because you don't fucking know, you know. You don't fucking know what fucking Cthulhu actually fucking looks like. You know, you can't tell me that's what he doesn't look like. But it's like, you can tell me, oh, yeah, that's not what, you know, this person looks like. And you're like, yeah, you know, you're right. It doesn't look like Marilyn Monroe, you know. So... It's kind of one of those things in artwork that I'm trying to work on right now when I do get the free time is those studies. And um, another two art tips that I've, I've, accu- I've accumula- accumulated over the years. One of them is from Pete where he's like, don't be afraid to erase anything. You know, just go ahead and just like unabashedly erase something if you're not happy with it. If I'm working on lettering and I don't like the way that my, you know, my O's are looking and everything, I just go ahead and erase them. If I'm working on lettering and I don't like the way it's curving or I don't like the way that it's you know curving down, I have to go back and erase it. That way I can go ahead and get a clean slate and start all over again. There's no shame in that. There's no kind of, you know, um, hurt ego or pride from erasing anything. You know, you just got to go back and fix it. And so that's one art tip I got from Pete. And then another art tip I got, I think I found it somewhere online. It was like, do at least two or three sketches of your picture before, you know, actually settling on something to do for line work before you start, you know, putting it down in ink and everything. And that whole thing I've been practicing a lot. And I think is actually really fucking cool because sometimes I get so set on just, you know, getting the getting it done in one shot 
that it doesn't end up being what I want it to be or could be better or I feel like I've wasted time or it's like I get halfway through and decide I don't like it. You know, that I should have done this instead of that. But when you have multiple sketches there that you've done, like this picture I'm working on now, I think I have four different sketches. Um, the first one is just to get your basic idea down. Second one is to start working on the poses and lighting, et cetera. Not lighting, but poses and like general, you know, composition of the picture. And then after that, you have your third one, which kind of brings it all together. And then I did a fourth one just because for me, it kind of cleans it up. But um, after that fourth one, I started to do the line work on it. Started to flick around with, you know, the line weight. And then you start adding, you know, your flat colors and you start doing, you know, your shading, your highlighting, you know, stuff like that. But um, those initial first two to three, I did four sketches and everything. That's another um, art tip I've learned recently that I'm trying to apply that I actually really, really like along the whole racing thing because I feel like I'm getting a better result. I'm getting a better you know, not comprised, a better built result like I want instead of just kind of winging it and then going like, oh, I should have done this and that instead, you know. But, um, yeah, this is something I'm just trying to work on for artwork. And I'm trying to think about influences art and artwork that I've seen recently. I haven't been able to draw as much as I've been wanting to recently. And it's kind of, you know, like, eh, but just because it's been so busy. It's been so busy at the shop and busy at the gym. Oh, I've been working on uh, T-shirts, T-shirts for the gym and for, like, for, for the fighters and everything. And that's going to be really, really cool. And that's, that's I have no fucking clue how to draw a shirt, I've realized. <laughs> when it's not on a character, I don't know how the fuck to draw a shirt. And so I just had to take one off of fucking Google search and just apply the designs on top of it. But, um... I, I, don't, I don't know any clothing studies either. I've never done any. I actually have only done a few different studies as far as, you know, anatomy. I've focused most of my um, studies on things like proportion, anatomy, lighting, stuff like that. Um, not even like textures. I haven't learned anything about texture. But it's just kind of, I guess, building over time. But that's beside the point. The T-shirts for like the gym and shit, it's going to be really cool. Um, I have mine. I just sent it to like Ben like the other day and it's gonna be fucking i wanted to cuss on it but i can't obviously cuss on it because you know kids are gonna hopefully be wearing it hopefully and they should be walking around with a giant fuck on their back you know <laughs> <laughs> it's uh not exactly kid appropriate but yeah it's gonna be cool and i still i want i want the other fighters to tell me what they want on their fucking shirts <laughs> that way i can draw it for them too you know but um yeah that kind of you know it's gonna be I guess I guess part of the happy dagger business because that's another thing I wanted to talk about too we got a business I got a business license for happy dagger so a I think it's LLC I think it's LLC but um that's gonna be there that's there and hopefully I'm gonna be selling things like prints and stickers or whatever like that soon just something small at first you know selling artwork just to get shit started I would love to be able to design other things like shirts and whatever like that on my own too but um, just in the moment, though, the Happy Dagger is, yeah, the podcast, but at the same time, excuse you. <laughs> but um, Happy Dagger is going to be the podcast. And then also certain kinds of things like selling artwork and eventually things like keychains, stickers, or whatever the fuck it's going to be. And it's just kind of, you know, going to be cool. I just It's a lot of fucking paperwork. I don't know what the fuck to do right now. And I got really fucking overwhelmed last night with Coach showing us all the the legal shit with it and I'm just like this is a lot to think about <laughs> I mean it isn't it isn't but 
it's going to be really cool, I think. So I want to get that up and going, especially when I have this little bit of time here where I'm not fighting every fucking two weeks. So, um, yeah, that's what I want to work on for the Happy Dagger. And, of course, obviously, I want to to grow the podcast. I want to get, you know, more information, more content out there. Like, I know I was doing the Mental Health Mondays and everything, which, happy Mental Health Monday. It's fucking Monday now, bruh. But, uh, well, I don't know if it's me Monday with this post, but right now, as of recording, it's Monday. So how are you guys doing? I can't fucking snap with this or point with this finger because it hurts. But, um, yeah. Why? I'm just saying, if you want to do it right now on this and then I can cut it and then post it to me. I don't know any tip. I need a tip to be able to post. Yeah. I'll probably do it later at work and everything. So, but, um, yeah, because I, I, I have my first appointment, I think, at 5 today. Yeah, my first appointment's at 5 today. I really like that fucking crab on that fucking skateboard, by the way. I want... I can do that! Oh, wait, that's a cool idea! That's a cool idea for um practicing environments and shit. I can do, like, monsters or creatures and stuff like that and use the environment around them. Why didn't I think of that? Oh, no! Oh, wait, that's a cool idea. Okay, now I'm going to draw fucking... I don't know. I love drawing octopus. Uh, octopus is really fun to draw the crabs I, i've never drawn a crab before yeah actually, i got asked a question the other day they were like what was it i think it was what was i what was i tattooing it was a weird creature i think it was like fuck i don't remember what it was i don't think it was a crab it was some kind of weird little fucking dude and everything like that and um I got asked and everything, have you ever done that before? And I'm like, actually, yeah, yeah, I have. Oh, wait, I think it was a, fuck, I just had it. That's how many tattoos you're doing? Yeah. You're forgetting which ones you did? I forget a lot. Well, I just, I did eight. I did eight on Friday the 13th. I did eight the day after. I did, that was 13th, 14th. Yesterday is the 15th. I did two big ones yesterday. And so the last few days I've done like fucking 16, 18 tattoos. And so it's like, I kind of lose track. Of what I do. My point is, though, and everything, I've been asked, have you ever done that tattoo before? I'm like, actually, yeah, surprisingly, I have. I have tattooed, you know, a salmon before. So it's like, cool, here's a fucking another salmon, you know. Um, But it's kind of like, be cool to use drawing creatures and monsters and shit like that as a way to practice environments. I got completely off topic. I have no fucking clue where the hell I am anymore. But that's okay. That's, that's, That's ADHD, I guess. Or ADD. ADHD, I guess. Huh. I see a lot of those videos on TikTok and everything where they talk about, you know, oh, you know, these are the symptoms of that. And I'm like, do I do I have that? And I, I don't know because I've never been diagnosed, so I'm not going to diagnose myself. But goddamn, that feels fucking relatable as shit, <laughs> you know. But um, I completely lost where I was. You're talking about the tattoo from the guy? Which one? The one that, have you ever done this before? Yeah, I can't fucking remember what the hell it was. I can't fucking remember. That's where, that's where you started. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can't fucking remember the hell it was, so. I know it was a weird creature. I know it was not a weird creature. It was like an animal. An animal, and I got asked if I had ever done it before. No clue. I know I did a rat. Yeah, I know I did a rat the other day. Did a rat with a little target on its back. I don't think that was it, though. Hey, hey, hey. Try to think. I lost track. The cats? Our cat had kittens. 
our cat Opal had kittens, and I was so fucking scared because because Opal's inbred. Opal's inbred, and then she ha- she had kittens with her brother Doodle, who's also inbred, and so these kittens now are twice inbred, and I was so worried about them. But um, she had six babies. We lost two of them, but um, the other four are doing really good as far as as far as we know, and um, they're all getting big. But I thought they were going to be blind. I thought they were all going to be blind, blind, because, like, Miss Opal didn't got no eyes because, you know, her mom ne- ne- neglected her. But Noodle has always had fucked up eyes. I don't know what the hell's up with Noodle. But um, he has, like, these weird saucepan kind of eyes where they look all foamy and, like, not foamy bubbly, but foamy as in, like, skin is over them or something. And um, he can still see, but his eyes don't look normal. <laughs> but um, the babies are all doing fine. We have jasper who's kind of like a buff color kitten it was like white on him we have mac who is orange we have cheese who is orange and white and then we have ruby who is another orange cat but um mac and cheese is for like noodle and then miss opal she has her two little gemstone babies the ruby and jasper so they're really cute and they're doing well um the cats the rest of them are doing well too cheap's a little asshole and i love him he's a good boy (laughs) yeah that's about as far as I know about the cats. Nothing really big has happened with them. Um, video. Which video? Oh yeah, we did a promo video and everything with um with the with those two dudes and everything, which I I I, I think turned out really really cool. It just took forever to do, and I was really tired after it, but it turned out really fucking cool, and I love the editing on it. I feel like the whole kind of um, musicality, and it's really cool. And the whole promo video, it's I guess for sponsors, right? So we can get sponsors. It was so we can get sponsors for like the fight team and for like, you know, to travel and expenses and everything like that. Cause traveling is fucking expensive as shit, you know, especially when you're fucking going to Florida or like you went to Iowa and everything. And um, that kind of shit's fucking expensive. And it's kind of like, you know, fucking without things like sponsors, it's really fucking hard on coach and hard on the gym and hard on us too, because we got to pay for that shit too. But the sponsors, they they really do help. Like I know Nasty Tattoos, you know they the A P they um are put in a sponsorship too, which we know we really do appreciate. And um, they're gonna be put on to a sponsorship shirt, and the sponsorship sponsorship shirt has like you know the biggest ones, the heavyweight and everything being up here, and then you have the middleweight right there. I think you have the welterweight down there. But um, the sponsorship shirts are gonna be coming out soon, right? Within like I guess a couple weeks or something. Or is it? I don't fucking know. But we do take sponsors, and sponsors are greatly appreciated. You know, help out the fight team, help out the local fighters, you know, get your name out there. We can help your business out. And, um, yeah, in all honesty, fucking Happy Dagger, I, I, I bought a sponsorship for it, too, to kind of get everything out there, to kind of get um, my business out there and to help out the fight team because it's like, you know, why not? Why not? Fucking the shit and everything. It, we need it. It helps. But um, that was probably a very sucky way to sell sponsorship. But um, every little bit, it helps. So even fucking just want to spread the word to fucking a friend and everything like that who might be interested. We do appreciate it. And um, I think we have another couple of videos coming out, right? We have another couple ones coming out. And it's also to, it's also too though to hype up people for the upcoming fights. Like I know Izzy has a fight coming on on Thursday. It's going to be Thursday, um, the nineteenth. 
on the 19th in, in LA and come get your tickets and it's going to be fun. She's going to do great. And it's going to be LA and it's like, that's going to be cool. And then, um, I know Kenneth, he is and he's in one of our MMA guys and everything. He's on the October 16th card for Los Banos here. I'm trying really hard to get on that card. I really, really want to be on it. But, um, you know, it is what it is. If not, then there's another one coming up right after that for, um, the last promotion, the, the last MMA place and everything who I fought with and I fought over there at, they want me to do another one in October for like end of October, like October what, 24th or something like that. But, um, they want me to do another one over there. So if I don't get on the 16th one, I'll get on that one instead. Coach said, so no, it's 23rd, I think. Cause it's like a week after, I think. Yeah. It's like a week after. So it's like the 23rd, October 23rd. But um, it'll be cool if I if I don't get on the LB one to get on that one because at least you know it's somewhere that you know that I've been before I guess. But um, hopefully that one would be fun. I'm sure it will. They asked they actually asked um, the girl I fought last time for a rematch and her coach said no. And I'm like oh okay maybe next time <laughs> you know. But it'd be cool if I can say fucking you know fight her again. But um, yeah. I'm just excited for it. I'm excited for, you know, fucking the opportunity to be able to fight more. Excited for the team. I'm so I'm so excited to watch to watch them go. I get really excited for things like for, you know, my teammates to fight and for PKBs and shit. Because it's like, cool. I get to cheer them on, you know. I get to see how much that they 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 I just get to see what they do. You know, I don't need to worry about, you know, oh, I have to fight at, you know, this place or whatever like that. I can actually sit down and enjoy fucking watching them go. And I get to be there for them. And I look forward to that a lot. So I'm really looking forward to Thursday. It's going to be fun. And I'm looking forward to, I think we have a PKB, right, coming in today. This month's name is August in September, right? We have one? We have one September. What is it? The um, the, the 26th? Okay. I think that's the, oh, that's the one in Santa Cruz, right? Oh, we have one uh, September 25th. I think it's Santa Cruz. Yeah, in Santa Cruz. And so hopefully, hopefully we're going to have a lot of people on that one too. It's going to be fun. Santa Cruz is, a, Santa Cruz is always a, a trip. You know? <laughs> Bless you. But um, yeah, definitely. I'm excited for everybody. I'm excited to be back podcasting. I'm excited to be, because I want to do this more, hopefully like every like two weeks or so, whenever we can, you know. Fucking, I know shit gets busy, but at the same time, it's like, it's not, it's not July anymore. July was busy as fuck, you know, but hopefully as you know, the month, the year, like the year goes on, we can do more and more, get more built onto it. There's a bunch of God do fucking for the whole fucking, you know, happy dagger business shit. But it's like, I do want to put more focus here and be able to communicate with people more and to figure out and get more like reception from people like hey you know you should do this you should do that can you talk about this mental health condition can you talk about that can you give me some more tips here what about this artist you know and just send shit in because I love getting feedback I love getting feedback criticism stuff like that to be able to improve and grow on and I want to get more involved with people like that but um I'll do a mental health Monday later today for you for for the page and it'll be cool and yeah and so it's gotta keep going from here i guess you know and i guess i kind of i guess i kind of want to wrap it up can i wrap it up now okay how long have we been going okay cool that's half an hour at least and so um Hit me up on Instagram. I have um, nasty.nashi on Instagram. And then we have happy.dagger.podcast on Instagram. Hit me up at the shop, too, for any tattoos, piercings, etc. at Nasty Tattoos, 555 I Street, across the street from Bank of America. Come in to Strike Fitness. I don't remember the fucking address, but we're here in LB. Right, we're, we're right by Comcast. 115 
115 G Street in Sweet C for strike. And Los Banos, I think they know Los Banos, California. <laughs> I think they know. But uh, yeah, come say this up, guys. It'd be fucking cool. And check you guys out later. Bye. I would have snack with my up that my head.